Hello, Believers, and welcome to another episode of Believing Bigger Podcast. I'm Dr. Shantae, and this is the podcast that helps God chasers and difference makers find the tools, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger in their dreams and not just believe them, turn them into action. I was being so silly right before I got on this microphone, like, Kiki, do you love me? Are you Because we're actually going to be talking about feelings today, you know, being in our feelings and our guiding scripture for today's episode, which is titled push through, push through our guiding scripture comes from Matthew chapter 15, 21 through 25. And it says this, a Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer her a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I will send only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she says. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that have fallen from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. So today we're talking about push through, talking about your resolve. And today we're going to be covering, I'm not here for you. Get out of your feelings and pushing through. So let's start with, I'm not here for you. So, you know, we often say that, you know, Jesus came to die for the sins of mankind. And that is true. That is true. Not taking anything away from that. But there were a series of things that had to take place before that could happen. Namely, rejection from his own people, rejection from the Jews. So the Jews were God's chosen people, but they were also the ones that rejected Jesus. And that was necessary because In their rejection of Jesus, he was able to expand his ministry to the Gentiles. That's why Isaiah 53, 3 says he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. In other words, this is Isaiah's foretelling of Jesus' experience when he began his ministry. Isaiah says, basically, Jesus got treated. He got treated by his own people. It said, we did not esteem him. We did not give him any sort of respect, any sort of pub. Uh, We basically hid our faces from him like we were ashamed of him. And so when he's talking about uh, that Jesus is a man of sorrows, rejected of men, acquainted with grief, that was necessary so that Jesus could expand his ministry to the Gentiles. So the Jews rejected him as Messiah. But at this time, at the time of our reading in Matthew Jesus is still trying to reach the Jews. So in our passage, Jesus has just left Israel and he has traveled to a region called Tyre and Sidon. And this is Gentile territory. So Gentiles refers to people who are non-Jews. So the Jews, they knew they were the chosen ones. And because of that, many of them had this sense of superiority. They did not consort with other cultures. They did not do a lot of racial mixing. And and when it was done, it was extremely frowned upon. And they thought that the Gentiles, people who were not Jews, were beneath them. 
And likewise, Gentiles also felt inferior because God's favor of the Jews was well known throughout the region. So if you go back to the days of Exodus and Joshua and and those early battles that God fought on behalf of the Israelites and David's victories and, and Solomon and all of those conquests, those things are renowned, okay, like legend, like folklore, like they are well known throughout the region. And so for that reason, many of the Jews said, well, God favors us. And many of the Gentiles, people who were not Jews, felt less than, okay, they had an inferiority complex. And this is important in the context of this story. So a Canaanite woman, it says, from the vicinity came to him, that is Jesus, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly. So the boldness of this woman's request, given the context, is remarkable. This woman, she calls him son of David, which means she knows that Jesus is a Jew and he is descended of the Jews. And it also means that she knows as a Canaanite woman that Jews don't rock with Canaanites. In fact, the Canaanites, if you recall, are the people that Joshua defeated in order to take the promised land. So when when God said, you know, go and possess the land that I have given you, the land that was given to Joshua and the Israelites was Canaan. And so this woman is well acquainted with the history that Jews and Canaanites have, you know, in some aspects, they're enemies or, or, or conquered people. And yet... This woman says, yeah, I understand that. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly, which brings us to get out of your feelings. And so the scripture says that when this woman made this request, Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. In other words, by Felicia, like <sighs> lady, woman, ma'am, beat it. Okay. Clearly he's not interested. Clearly he has no desire to respond to your request, but it was so persistent that the disciples felt the need to get involved. So I want to paint this picture for you. So imagine, you know, Jesus is walking down the street with his disciples and this woman is like, sir, 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 excuse me, sir, sir, Lord, excuse me, sir, son of David, sir, sir, excuse me, sir. The Bible says, the disciples are irritated because according to them, she keeps crying out after us. And Jesus did not say a mumbling word. He heard her. The disciples did not have to tell him <laughs> that this woman was crying out after him. He knew he heard her just like he just like they could hear her, but he did not answer her. And many of us, if we're being honest, if we were in that situation we would have called it quits, okay? We would have given up in that circumstance. We would have gotten all in our feelings and been like, oh, 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 it's like that? You know, I, I, I know you can hear me and really, you just not gonna acknowledge me at all? Really? Oh, okay, you ain't all that? We would have gotten so frustrated and so offended 
offended. You know, like, how dare he? Like, I understand that, you know, you all are the chosen people. And I, I understand, you know, that that I'm not from that crew and I'm not cut from that cloth. But really, you're not even going to acknowledge me. You're going to just keep on moving like I'm not even talking to you. So many of us would have felt so disrespected in that instance. And when he finally did answer her, the first thing he said to her was, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. In other words, I'm not here for you. Okay. I'm not here for you. But the Bible says the woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me. She said, so I want you to notice something. Okay. Cause sometimes we hear these Bible stories and we'll be like, yeah, uh-huh, I know that I heard that. I understand that. But I'm telling you, the Bible is one of those books, you know, you go back and read it and something new pops out at you every single time. And so what I want you to notice is how this woman shifted her position. Initially, when our story begins, the Bible says that the woman was behind them, calling after them. And then not only did she catch up with them, not only did she continue in her pursuit, but she caught up to them and got in Jesus's face. It says in the previous scripture, Lord, send her away because she keeps crying after us. But here in verse 25, it says the woman came and knelt before him. So she started in the back of him, but now she has positioned herself. She just gotten so bold that she didn't came from behind him and literally gotten in his face. So don't miss that. And this is after being told, I'm not here for you. So the first time he ignores her, Then she continues to persist. He says, I'm not here for you. I'm here for the the people of Israel. And after hearing that, she moved herself and got in his face. Let me tell you something. Some of us, some of us are so sensitive. Okay, we're so sensitive. We don't have what they call that thick skin. Okay, where we can just take a lick in and, and keep on ticking. You know, he ignores you. His entourage is clearly irritated with you. And then he told you flat out, I'm just, not, I'm not here for you. Okay. Like I understand. I hear you, but you're not a Jew. So I'm not here for you. And in verse 26, he replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Okay. So now we didn't got into name calling. And a lot of people misinterpret that scripture. Like, Ooh, he called her a dog. Dang. You know, I thought Jesus was love. This is one of those words that gets taken out of context. In this situation, one of the nicknames for Gentiles, okay, words was dog, but not in the sense like you old raggedy dog, but almost like a, like a pet, like, you know, a wild one, someone who's not one of us. And so Jesus is saying it wouldn't be right to take the blessings that are quote unquote reserved for the Jews and then give them to somebody who's not a Jew. Okay. And her response is, oh, yes, it is, Lord. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Listen, this woman would not take no for an answer. She was like, look, you can call me a dog if you want to, but I can't get caught up in that right now. I can't engage my feelings right now. I can't entertain my pride right now. I can't commiserate about the multiple rejections right now because 
I know that you can do something about my situation. And I will admit, you all heard me weeping my tears, you know, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. But the thing is, is that many of us in this instance, we wouldn't have made it this far. The thing is, this woman persisted because she knew that Jesus was capable of doing something about her situation, that she knew that he was capable of meeting her request. She knew that. And so despite him ignoring her and despite him saying, I'm not here for you. And despite him saying, look, no shade, but you know, it wouldn't be right for me to, to, to take away from the kids and give it to the dogs. She said, I can't entertain any of that right now because all that is important to me is the answer to my prayer. And so many of us, too many of us have allowed our feelings and our pride and our disappointments to keep us from praying and asking God to change our circumstances which brings us to push through. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Here's what I don't want you to miss in the midst of all of this. This woman was not here for herself. Okay. This woman was here for her daughter and she came to Jesus because she knew that he had the power to heal her suffering. The first thing that she said was, Lord, my child is demon possessed and is suffering terribly. And we know that there is no love like the love from a mother to her child, a good mother. Okay. Cause we know that there's a few scallywags out there, but we ain't talking about that. We talking about, you know, that, that motherly love. We know that there's no love like that. And so we can understand her insistence, but even if you don't have children, when you think about the people that you have been called to serve, okay, the people that you have been called to show up for, the people that you have been called, you answered the call and all of that, you can't tell me that you don't understand their suffering, the depth of their suffering. One of the reasons why people continue to listen to this podcast and the emails that I get every week or the inboxes that I get every week is because I understand the depth of your suffering for the people that I have been called to. The reason why I understand the depth of your suffering is because I have suffered the same way. So I get it. And so I have been called to speak specifically to a group of people whose issues I can understand. And so you have been called specifically to a group of people whose issues that you can understand. And my question for you is, in terms of pushing through, when you pray, for God to bless. And when you pray for your platform to bl blow up and when you pray to have this monstrous success and you should pray for those things. But the question is, when you pray, do you pray so that you can get the glory or do you pray so that someone else that you know is suffering can be delivered? Because our ego is real. Our ego, our desire for notoriety and, and followers and success and affirmation and, and feedback and, and the energy that we get from the praise of others, that's real. That is real. And that can be the very thing that is hindering our prayers. When you get depressed or upset because you're not further along in your platform or you're not, things are not where you thought they would be right now, is your depression rooted in 
your limitations or is your depression rooted in your limitations and your limited ability to help other people? In other words, are you depressed because it impacts you? Are you depressed and are you down and are you upset because you know that this isn't where you want to be and this isn't what you dreamed and this isn't what your vision was and this isn't, you're not getting what you need to feel accomplished and successful or are you depressed because you know that you have something powerful that can be used to help other people and if it would just pop, if it would just blow, if it would just scale, if God would just breathe on it. If he would just do that, you know that it would help so many people and you're frustrated because you have such a heart for those people that it frustrates you and hurts you and depresses you and almost debilitates you that you are limited right now in your capacity to help them. You see the difference? There's a world of difference. And James 4.3 says you ask and you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. So sometimes, you know, if we're being honest and only you know and only God knows, okay, only you know and only God knows. Sometimes we pray for things, you know, we're talented and we're gifted and we're called and we're all of that. But there's part of us that really, you know, is kind of in it for the praise so we could stunt, you know, so we could go out there and floss a little bit so that we could be aspirational and be like, whoo, look where God has brought us. Favor ain't fair. <laughs> you know, even though we may not admit that out loud, you know, only you can examine your own heart and find out what you're really in it for. But I will tell you this, God can't bless you until it's not about you. I'm gonna repeat that. God can't bless you until it's not about you. And before you say, but what about all these other people that ain't studying about God and, and don't even believe in God and la, 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 la. Guess what? Every blessing ain't from God. That's a podcast for another day. But believe that every blessing is not from God. And I'm gonna park that right there for another episode. So let me get back on the main path. Jesus is willing to intercede on your behalf. He's willing to, to take our petitions to the throne, but he is allowing many of us to be tested right now to see how badly we want it, to see how many times we can face rejection and get back up because what you want from God and the potential that it has to bless others is not something that Jesus will advocate for, for somebody who's not serious. Now, I know I'm not the only one who has scrolled through Instagram or Facebook or Craigslist or, or you see services or products from other people, or makeup artists, or, or hairstylists, and they say, they have a disclaimer, they say, in bold capital letters, serious inquiries only. In other words, Jesus is only accepting serious inquiries only. Are you in this for the long haul? Are you in this because you have a desperate desire to bless others? Are you in this because you know that it can only come from God? Or are you playing? Are you playing? Are you in this because it's trendy? Are you in this because it's cool? Is it is are you in this because this wave of entrepreneurship and fire your boss and all of that came rolling through and 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 you kind of got caught up and swept up in that. You know, you have to examine yourself and see truly what your motives are because Jesus is only taking serious inquiries 
only and only you know and only God knows if you are serious and the the testing the wilderness that many of us are walking through in this season is a demonstration of Jesus saying okay how bad do you want it are you gonna quit are you gonna tap out only one person liked your photo are you gonna quit are you gonna tap out only 10 people listen to your podcast are you gonna quit are you gonna tap out uh, nobody responded to the offer that you put out to your email list are you gonna quit are you gonna tap out the thing is the difference between those who make it and those who don't quite honestly it's not you know the silver spoon in the mouth or you know the strategic positioning or the brand strategy or they went to a, a B school at, at Harvard and Yale and Princeton and what have you, the difference between the ones that make it and the ones that don't more times than not is because the ones that make it didn't quit. They wouldn't take no for an answer. They were like this woman who kept going and kept persisting and kept moving forward in the face of rejection. You know, I watch a show on uh, ABC called The Good Doctor. And some of you might watch that show, but it's about a medical resident and his name is Sean and he has autism. And this season, there was a they hired a new chief of surgery and the chief of surgery demoted him because he did not believe in Sean. He felt that his autism was a hindrance and that it limited him. And so he moved him from surgery and demoted him to another department into pathology. But after he did that, like three episodes later, Sean could not take it. He could not stomach being in another department. And so he went into this man's office and he said, I am a surgeon. And the dude said, look, not anymore. And Sean said, I am a surgeon. And he said, do you think that you're going to like force my hand? And Sean said, I'm not leaving this office until you give me my old job back. I am a surgeon. And Sean got so worked up that he ended up having a complete meltdown because he could not entertain any other possibility other than the fact that he was a surgeon. He said, I don't have another identity. This is who I am. And when I, when I tell you this to say, when you stop entertaining other possibilities about who God has called you to be, that is when your prayer will get answered. Matthew 5 34 with the woman with the issue of blood Jesus said and he said to her daughter your faith has made you well go in peace and be healed of your plague so this woman in in Matthew 5 34 just like this woman that we're talking about in Matthew 15 this woman had a disease she had had it for 12 years and when she heard Jesus was coming to town she wasn't trying to be polite about it she wasn't trying to be like excuse me um pardon me um if I could just cut through no she wasn't she wasn't concerned about any of that she wasn't thinking about what other people would think about her pushing her way through the crowd and she did that because she could entertain no other possibility than Jesus was the one to change her situation and when she could entertain no other possibility that is when she got her healing pushing through means that you cannot entertain 
any other possibility that what you have been called to do, that what God has promised you, he will deliver, that your identity in him is the only identity that you have. This is who you are. When you try to quit, when you try to throw in a towel like Jeremiah, it was like fire shut up in your bones. Your spirit does not have any rest unless you are doing and being what God has called you to do and be. Not uh, well, you know, I tried that. Uh, well, you know, I did that for a couple of years or yeah, yeah, you know, it just wasn't for me. No, when you can entertain no other possibility that this is it, this is what you were called to do. This is what you were born to do. This is your purpose. It was assigned to you before you took your first breath. This is it. When you have that level of conviction, the Bible says that is what will move the needle. That is when God says your faith has made you whole. So push through, push through the pain, push through the hurt, push through the rejection, all of it, because God responds to bold and desperate faith. Desperate times call for desperate measures. This is not the time to be now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to Lord my soul. I don't care if you have to fast. I don't care if you have to lay prostrate at the altar. Do what is necessary because you cannot make it make sense in your head any other way but that God has called you to do this. I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you how many times I have wanted to tap out like, wait a minute. I got a doctoral degree. I got a good job with benefits. I don't have to do this. This is optional. I'm not getting paid for this. This is uh, uh, all of that. I have been there so many times and believe me, I get it and I understand. But why am I on this microphone right now? Because I cannot entertain any other possibility other than this is what God has called me to do, period point blank. I cannot entertain any other identity other than this one. And so I say all of that to say, I understand. I get it. I've been there. I promise. But you have to keep going. You have to be so resolute that Jesus can see that you are a serious inquiry. Amen. Amen. So having said that, um, I have some goodies for you. Um, if you head over to ready to believe, you know, for those of you that are on my email list, and if you're not shame, 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 but if you head over to ready to believe.com, I have released a brand new guide called hello, it's me designed to help you rediscover your purpose, your passion and your possibilities. And so if life has dealt you a raw hand and has made you believe that your best years are behind you. I'm here to tell you that the devil is a liar. You need to go and download it free of charge. And May 2019, get your mobile phones ready. I have decided to relaunch my YouTube channel. And I'm gonna tell you something that is a push for me because what I do love about podcasting is that I can be here wretched and raggedy and nobody is any the wiser you don't know if I'm sitting up here with my hair combed or my hair nappy and it doesn't matter because you can't see me 
But YouTube is a production and I am stepping into that arena May 2019. So if you go to youtube.com forward slash Dr. Shantae, click that subscribe button and the little bell next to it so that you can be notified when I launch that channel and post new content. I cannot wait to see you over there. And if you have questions, comments, takeaways about this episode, hit me up at Dr. Shantae Says on Twitter and Instagram, and I will see you next time. Thank you.